Now this is Hollywood Unlocked. Wait, let me first establish. Are you single right now? Right now? Like to, right, today? This, right now at this hour. At No, I got to go home. I got to go home. Ah. <laughs> Man, I got the DMs right here. Wait, so are you, single, are you single at 231? At 230? Right now, 231, are you single? Um, no, I'm chilling. Be like, I'm in a good place. I'm in a good place in life. So do you live by yourself? Like I said, I'm in a good place in life, you know. You know I, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why do men cheat? And I, I deal with this idea, can men be faithful? Can we, um, wait, but what is the answer to that? Because I I've said that I believe all men cheat. I've well, said it. Well, here's, here's, here's the thing. When I was, uh, you know, even though my father died when I was nine years old, uh, when in my teenage years, uh, you know, I, I, found, I had this discovery where I found this picture. And the picture was of my mother, another woman in our family, and our father. And my mother was looking really, really distraught. And I began to ask the question, what's, what's going on? Because this picture is telling a story that no one wanted to tell. Mm-hmm. Finally, I got to a family member that told me the truth, that my father had an affair. And my mother had found out about it. And so that picture is why she was looking the way she was looking. Mm. And so I, as a teenager, I began to ask the question, well, can, can men be faithful? You know, do, do all men cheat? And the women in my family would say, well, yeah, no, all men cheat. 99% of all men cheat. And it blew me away. I'm like, what? So, so what I began to say <laughs> was like, well, how do we, well, how can we, can, first of all, can we be faithful? And if we can be faithful, how do we become faithful? What's the answer to that question? The answer is no, not all men cheat. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I believe one of the reasons why so many men cheat to the degree where it can be said all men cheat mm-hmm. is because of what I tackle in the book, this struggle between love and lust. Uh, as men, when we feed that lust, we become what it makes us. And, and when we as men do that, we become something unrecognizable. Mm-hmm. And especially going back to discipline. If you talk about a dating sense, if you have no discipline in dating, when you say I do or you make the decision to commit, mm-hmm. It's not a magic spell. It's not a magic wand. If you have no discipline, you don't magically all of a sudden get the power of commitment. If you've never seen it in life, if you have no appetite for commitment and then you try to do it, if you don't have the right support and you aren't doing the work in yourself for even the most, um, for even the man that's the most willing, if he's not doing his work, it may be hard. Mm -hmm. It's not like when you all of a sudden get with one person, you're just, hey, I got it. So do you still have lust for other women? Absolutely. You talk about in the book. Absolutely. And, and how, but how do you, and you control it because of your discipline? Part of it is controlling because of discipline, but also being honest. You know, so in the book I talk about we have to accept this thing. So I don't write this book from a standpoint of I've mastered this. Yeah. I'm working on it every day. So all of us, all of mm. us have this war between love and lust. And so I talk I know about I should, I, the, the, the battle is so, not yours. It's the Lord. There you go. Me. There you go. You know, but it's us and the Lord because we got to help fight too. And Jason was talking about it. We was wondering, like, how do you feel about having sex on your period? Listen, it happened. I heard it happens. Okay, first off, it never happens. I heard. Okay. Okay, so, okay. This, okay, okay. It depends, okay, because sometimes, okay, so. I'm not, I'm not like, oh, I'm on my period. I'm about to fuck today. Like, I'm not like that, but like, if, if, um, if I happen to like be having sex and it starts, then I'm like, I use it to my advantage. Now, so, okay, so now, okay, okay, this one time, <laughs> this one time I wanted somebody to be, be very confident. I felt like he, his self-esteem was fucked up. So um, what I had did, I had, uh, I knew that I was on my period. Um, he didn't know, and I, what I did was I took a bath so it could stop, and then, you know, you wait like 45 minutes and it come back down, right? So I took a bath. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then, and then I had, you know, hooked up with him. I hooked up, and then when he came, I was like, oh my God, you killed the pussy. Look at you. Look what you did to me. It's a hole in it. And you punctured my uterus. All this dick, I told you you had a big ass dick. You fucked my shit up. And he felt good about himself. And he was in the shower whistling and shit, washing his dick. Like, girl, you bled all over my shit, dude. He whistling. I was like, oh, I can't walk. Please help me. Melissa Ford is back. And I don't know, people right now are sending this over to people say, what the fuck happened? I know. I've been moving in silence, like very, very quietly. And this has been something that, you know, we've discussed. But uh, it's it, it feels like the time is just right. Well, listen, everybody just online, there's all this speculations. By the way. Me and Melissa have never fallen out. We did unfollow each other a couple of times because, you know, we were trying to figure out, did, bitch, did you unfollow me, nigga? Did you unfollow me? But anyway. You know that's considered a falling out, though. No, there was no. It's social media. Yeah, We've been fri- we're friends in real life. But okay, uh, no, I mean, Melissa, you were the last time the viewer saw you, mm-hmm. you were literally you had left the show and then you were involved in a near fatal accident. Yeah, it was literally the next day we were. It was uh, my last show was. Wednesday, June 27th. Um, really? Yeah. That's almost a year. Yeah. Yeah. And you weren't here. You were taping mm-hmm. Wild and Out. You were in Atlanta. And um, I want to say that it was uh, Gio and I and, and whoever else was doing the show <laughs> with us. Um, and then the next day was uh, Tank was getting married to Zena, who's now his wife. Um, and Congrats. she was having her bridal shower. And I was on my way to her bridal shower um, when my jeep was involved in uh in an accident tank still is one of the fan favorite interviews good for him and you hated that interview good for him and you reacted to that interview good for him. did you you saw the interview what did you think about the interview i thought it was disgusting i thought it was a low blow you have daughters and you know my father and don't lie immaculate conception don't lie don't lie about fucking just all of it was a lie. Don't lie about, what about niggas knocking on the, the door trying to get that never happened. The burning fuck you in the grass. Okay, that wasn't so let's in in light of actually no longer protecting people, we want to tell the truth. I was the getaway driver. Let's tell the whole truth. I actually told my dad that I had a crush on him. Cuz me and my dad how, how old were I was you 19. At the time? Okay, you were 19, okay. 18 going on 18 going on 19. And um my dad was like, don't do it. He's way older than you. Da, 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 da. You're Mentally, you're not ready, right? And one of the other underdogs, who's like a big brother to me, was like, stay away. And that's a real big brother. I'm talking about these people have known me since I was in utero. Mm-hmm. No lie. So they watched me grow you up. You didn't follow the advice. I did not follow <laughs> the advice. Clearly. And um, I just felt like... You know, when I watched the interview, how dare you, one, be dishonest? Because I ran into one of those gentlemen that he was referring to. He didn't name names, but I know exactly who was with us that night. Mm-hmm. We dropped one off. The other one was his roommate and had a girl with him. Are you talking about the night you all met? Yeah. And he said you all wanted to have a threesome. That's not true. Mm-hmm. And I just was like repulsed like 11 years almost 11 years later because when we started messing around i was 19 and so when i this is one thing that always stuck with me about that interview he said i don't fuck 
I make love or something like that. And so if I sleep, basically, if I sleep with a woman, I make her feel like this is, we've been in a relationship. So how do you think I felt at 19? Mm-hmm. That's understandable. He's the, the set, he was what, the second person I'd ever slept with? So how do you think I feel? And I come from a home where mother and father mm-hmm. in one home, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm thinking that he shares similar views because this is what's being fed to me. Mm-hmm. And so, so I'm like... So you threw the Slurpee in his face. It wasn't a Slurpee. And that's what's, again, a lie. What was it? It was a cup of water. Okay. He was actually at the bottom of the driveway talking to Jennifer Freeman. Mm-hmm. Tank was. Oh, I'm just sorry. And I was talking to... She was at the brunch. No, mm-hmm. I know, but it, I'm, the story is different. He's talking to a guy in the story at yeah. the bottom of the hill, and then here comes the slow crawl oh, of, yeah, the, yeah, of yeah. the car window well, open. Well, that did happen. Okay. So he was talking to <laughs> uh-huh. he was talking to Jennifer Freeman at the bottom of the hill. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a duo that Tyrese had signed at the time, Watts mm-hmm. and Six. Mm-hmm. And they were like, are you okay? Like, are you good? And I was like, I'm fine, you know? Well, Tank departs the conversation from Jennifer and enters our conversation in which he spoke to all three of us and I didn't speak back. Mm -hmm. And he proceeded to humiliate me. Oh, so bitches don't know how to speak, but they seem to know my name real well in the bedroom. Like, is that necessary? So I'm crying tears at this point because it's like, why? This was said in front of the people. Yes. Okay. I went through abuse and R. Kelly, it's crazy. People call, you know, he an abuser, but an abuser saved me from another abuser. Mm. So people's stories are different with different people, you know, and for people to reach out, networks and people to reach out to me. They to, wanted you to say something negative. They wanted me to destroy him when he was already down. And my thing with that was, you don't know what I'm doing behind closed doors for those girls. You don't know what I've saw. <coughs> and I live with him, so I know everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, I live with this man. And um, I know everything. All I know is if I talk, everybody's going to jail. How did you, how did you, criti- how you did- look like you're getting emotional right now. I mean, I mean, I do. I, I try to, um, that's something for me that, you know, it's just, it's like a catch-22. You damn it, you do, you, you damn it, you don't. But if somebody saved your life mm. when another motherfucker was trying to take it, mm. I mean, you want me to, to just destroy the only person that yeah. had my back? Mm. Like, for real. And this business, the only person that had my back was him. So you want <laughs> me to, you've already got him. You want me to get honest show or get somewhere and sit there and destroy a person when nobody believed in me and when i got my ass beat that man called the record label and said she's getting beat up this girl is really gifted that was the only person to fall for my country music nobody else fought for that he called the record label and said this girl touches women I know she loved Mary J. Blige and y'all love, but this is not Mary. This is something different. Mm. That's your gimmick. She look and act like this, but sound like that. We broke the Jordan Woods, uh, Khloe Kardashian, Tristan Thompson story at Hollywood Unlocked. And one thing that we got really heavy in the comments was... (laughs) China must be... Wait, what you left? (laughs) I mean, I read the comments too. (laughs) She must be sitting there like... I mean, I didn't even think of China when we posted it. I just went about my day. But China, 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 you were in every post that we did where people said that, you know, uh, know, have that same energy because this is what Kylie did 
with China. Did you? Mm-hmm. What did you think about that? Um, I really didn't like look too much into it, but I mean, if I had to speak on it, I feel like it happens every day to actually everybody. Really, I've seen like certain people like date somebody and then and they be friends and then they go behind their back and then start fucking on them or dating them. It happens all the time. Yeah, but you haven't been involved in that. No, not at all. So then why do we make a pass for those that do? I mean, because it happens. I see it. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you've seen it, too. I mean, I've Stop. seen a couple of things around the block. And it's just like, oh, this sky is so blue. <laughs> <laughs> Did you understand why people gravitated towards Jordan and supported her uh, when the whole scandal broke? Why more people didn't feel like she shouldn't have been sitting on a man's lap who had a baby? And a baby mom, by his, by her I mean, she best lived, friend's she sister. Lived, she lived in the girl's backyard. Whatever yeah. the girl's name, Kylie. Mm. I mean, I don't know because... Uh, a lot of people might not know about the whole scandal and whatnot. I feel like a lot of people actually have like jobs and like things that they probably care more about versus like what somebody else is doing in their personal life. Mm. So uh, that's why a lot of times I don't even address certain situations, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or like try to like bring it to the light. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why were you so respectful of Tyga's <laughs> relationship with Kylie when that all happened and not really just come out just shooting, just blazing? I mean, you could have really just shot some shit up. I mean, I'm not really a shooter. <laughs> Are you, did you decide I'm going to handle this in private for my son or for our relationship? Or? No, it was just like, all right, it's just time to get back on your grind, China, and that's it. That was the first thing that came to mind. Yeah, it's, so you, it's always been on my mind, of course. You know what I mean? But what can I do about it? Mm-hmm. Okay, it happened. Recognize it and then move on. What am I going to go cry and like post what? about it? Well, no. Only thing I could do is just go make more money and worry about my son. And that's exactly what I did. Well, maybe not post about it, but I mean, um, would you say that when you said, would you say that when you were in a relationship with Tiger and you guys had King, that you were like, did it crush you? Like most, most women would feel like ridiculously betrayed and just be, you know, in a corner, just like, cause that's the one like thing, with their, with their heart broken because that's, cause that's the one thing about you. <clears throat> I mean, definitely on the outside, you are making money. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are extremely successful. You stand on your own feet. You don't rely on any man. I mean, you're not, it doesn't look like you're dating a man for money. Uh, and there are a lot of girls, out, a lot of women out here that date women for money. And there's a lot of men out here that date women for a place to live because they're homeless sexuals. But it doesn't seem like that's the <laughs> Homeless sexuals. But it, like but I can't. I got to use that. Oh, yeah, trust me. I'm going to brand that shit. I got a homeless sexual getting out of prison tomorrow. But anyway, um, no, because I, you know, I never seen you have a meltdown. You know, in the sense of, mm-hmm. in that situation. So how did you just... Maybe like upbringing, who knows? I don't know. Like everybody's like built differently. You know what I mean? And everybody like reacts to certain things differently. And maybe I just reacted differently. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like, you know, if your place at a situation, maybe it wasn't like your place or your time. Mm. And I feel like now is like my time. Your time for what? Just to just be more open and just move forward and... Just be clear about certain things, you know. Oh my God! You drug me in it. You no, know, I, I didn't, didn't see it. No, no, no. This is the they reason were say, why they were saying, "Why are you supporting Chloe?" Oh, because of the situation. Oh, because of the situation with French, which Rock I didn't stars, even think about. Knock it off, because I know y'all gonna be looking and listening. Knock it the fuck off, okay? <laughs> um, um, oh, you know what? That when that stuff when it did, I, I like I saw that whole story thing, but that you came didn't out. Say a word. I think one of the other reasons why your fans came, you know, out full oh force God. is because 
French is not the only guy that you are rumored to have dated mm-hmm. at, with, you know, and Chloe mm-hmm. dated, dated as well. Mm-hmm. What are you talking I'm, about James Harden? Yes. Uh-huh. I'm just wondering, was there overlappage, you know, like where you were dating whomever, James mm-hmm. or French? Mm-hmm. I think you had, you know, you dated both of them first. And then she suddenly was popping up everywhere. Um. Right. Was there overlap? Well, I don't. I can't really say because I don't really know that James. I ha, that was way when it was the Olympics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How long ago was that been? I, so when that situation happened, I'm nowhere to be found. I have nothing to do with that. Yeah, I have yeah. nothing to do with that. I don't know what's going on. I don't care. That's not my business. He's a grown man. That's a grown woman. What they do has nothing to do with me. Of course, the fans are going to feel away. They're going to feel like, oh, you know her. Y'all hung out. She shouldn't date nobody that they shoot. These are two grown people that's living their life. They could do whatever they want to do. I'm not attached or tied to any one of them. Now, when it went with the French situation, it was just a little bit more different because at the moment I was around him. Mm-hmm. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a year passed or months whatever I was right there around him so it's kind of like at the same time mm. so and, and in the instance though he he was not my man we're not I, I never claimed to say this was my man that's not the case mm. but I am not a party girl a fun girl a chick on the side or any one of those things I was your you friend sure I was the person the that was right down with you I was the person that helped you out alone your a whole lot of things that was in the dark mm-hmm. i'm not gonna bash you make you look crazy none of that because i don't have time for that yeah but it made it look real crazy because you you moved how you moved so maliciously and then it was with her so that was a big old thing and people had already known that i was you know we we was acquaintance and we was around each other so that's why my fans and all these people start going crazy but you never heard me not once bash her say anything negative about no, her or anybody because that's not who i am and we had a call when the og thing happened and you were so emotional over being blamed for the perception that yeah. you were being racist i was and i felt like like on one hand, you really can't come out and attack her for lying because then people are gonna just add to the fire. But then privately, you were so like emotionally distraught by the perception that you would even be that kind of person. So I just, it was it was just how I felt like she was just doing too much. You know, we film, we argue, shit happens, but this was going on after we were done filming. Mm -hmm. You know, so I'm kind of like, what? is your angle and 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 you know yes so then it started becoming i felt like you know your mind sometimes gets the best of you you think it's something way bigger than what it is so that's why you know i had reached out because i'm like okay how do i handle this situation because yes we are sensitive to you know the colorism and racism and i understand the day and age that we live in but at the same time i've done reality tv for such a long time and you've also been under fire for using the n-word after old tweets were pulled um of you saying that you weren't black but now you know okay, the whole effort yeah so that to, was going to be one of my that was going to be one of my questions yeah. is it seems like it's a very recent thing yeah. that you are identifying as afro-latina and most people would say it's because of this you're right. trying to diffuse mm. the situation so which, which one do you want to touch wait on but this first? is what i was saying and i really want you to take your time yeah to explain it like let's yeah. slow let's, it down yeah, there's a few things going it. on let's, let's okay, slow let's it down because it. i know the answer to one of those things but i want okay, to, so i want you to slow it down and just like explain it yes i go and i post this um this quote with the little laughing gift uh-huh. and that's it i didn't at anybody i didn't hashtag i didn't throw a subliminal she must have seen it and then made it about herself. Mm. So I'm just like, I don't connect this little fucking gift in my phone to blacks, African-Americans. Like, that's not a thought in my mind mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that way. That interview you did with 
six nine. Yeah. Where you could have talked to him about anything, and you literally said to him, "Stop." Try to school. If you don't stop that, this is going to happen. You're basically talking about the people around him. And I remember going back to the Miami trip, mm-hmm. my first trip, and seeing mm-hmm. all the people around. Like you have, you had a squad. We still do. Mm-hmm. And but what happens is we move smart. And if you sell drugs, you can't be around me. Mm-hmm. It's been the rule for the last 15, 20 years. If you sell drugs, more power to you, love you, but I'm not getting caught up in no conspiracy shit. Mm-hmm. And, and why is that? Because I feel like a lot of artists today, like they still keep that energy around them and they don't know to move that way. Because they don't know no better. So 6 uh, 9 um, I try to tell them, like, yo, bro, like with this, I hope y'all not really doing it. I hope it's the clout chase. Mm. And he was like, nah, Joe, I don't get down like that. And then look what happened to him. Mm. And, you know, this shit game, this shit ain't a game. Like Life ain't a fucking game. But when you gave him the advice, because it was, you could uh-huh. tell it was coming from, like, from the heart. You were really yeah. saying, like, yeah. are you, you know, did you. But fit- look how they did Bobby Schmurda, man. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It's the same thing with, with young black and Latino kids. They don't know no better. And they out here thinking that, but when you got that light on you, you know what I'm saying? And then you turn around. It's happened to me, bro. I don't know how to explain it to you. Have you and Cardi ever met? I met Cardi back in uh, like 2015, six, no, like 17. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm talking about 15, like 17. And she came to Detroit to like one of our big parties called like the white party. And I came out to see her. Why has there been, there's been like a weird thing the internet has tried to create between you two that I know doesn't exist because she's never said a bad word about you. And You've never have, said nothing bad I about her. I don't have nothing bad to say about her. It was all a misunderstanding. Let me, th- I, and since I have the platform to clear mm. this up, because I don't know if I would ever be able to speak with her or whatever. Well, I'm going to go tell her. You but, know, I like to tell. I'm going to say, no, cast- I don't have an issue with Cardi. I never had an issue with Cardi. I like Cardi. I do. And, I, you know, like, we both come from the same same world, you know what I'm saying, and making it. The Internet is crazy. So back mm-hmm. in, like, to, back in, like, 2017, uh, they, it was a post talking about, like, she got the Spiritual Detroit Award or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's clearly not from Detroit. I remember she, that. Yeah, yeah. Detroit yeah. was pissed. Mm-hmm. They like, you got the platform, you ain't going to speak on it, in which I was kind of feeling like, Y'all giving these out. It took me three years to get this. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? To come out and do all this. I was speaking to Detroit, not her. Yeah. Because then I even spoke on when they gave other people it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then even Delicious didn't have one. And you know she's mm-hmm. one of Detroit's mm-hmm. women. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So on everything. Yeah. So that's all I said. The internet blew it up. Like I was hating on Cardi for getting it and this and that. And I wasn't even talking. I was really speaking for the city and mm-hmm. just talking about them in general doing it too. They gave, they didn't even, it was just, wasn't just her. You know, we're not going to get too deep into it, but you're single now. I am. Are you happily single? I am. Really? But I, I, you know what? I'm not looking for anybody right now. Because mm-hmm. I think I still want to work on me. Like this is the first time in 22 years that I've, been and I'm scared. I think I'm scared. I have um really. I'm scared. No, because I know you're you, because be I know your DMs is lit with these young niggas out here who are like I getting dick pics and shit. What? Like come you on, are. She, she gets dick pics all the time, oh all the time, all the time. But you know what I? You know what? That's I not necessarily that. a bad thing. I mean, not for um, you. For me, um, it's just like it's like hello penis. Like what the fuck? Right. The fuck? I feel like it's, it's what is that? I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's gross. That? So I have a girlfriend who's like. Um, she's been married 17 years. Yeah. Her boys are, you know, like in their, you know, early teens right yeah. now, and she has no idea who she is without being a wife and a mother. Yeah. What does this journey of self-discovery kind of look like for you right now? 
You know, what are the things that, what are the moments that you have where like, yo, that's, that's. Um, I know oh. that I'm smart. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I see mm-hmm. is that I had to learn a lot in the last couple of years and I'm smart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got to understand, I went straight from my mom's house, house to your to husband's, my husband's house. Mm-hmm. And they were the, they always took care of the finances and all of that other you stuff. You had no break in between to go out and just be a young girl in the streets? No. He means thought. No. 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 Yes. No, that's okay. She know what I mean. I know what he means. <laughs> like me. I never. <laughs> I, had, like me. I, I had too much time between mama house <laughs> and the and nigga then, house that I found. So you know what's funny? He got lost out there. <laughs> I can't even be that. Yeah. Still, yeah, because me and my friend had a conversation about the responsibility of who I am. Mm-hmm. She said, You can't just have consensual nothing because you're gonna play yourself out. And I was like, That's not fair. Yes, you can <laughs> go out there and live your life. I oh, agree that. with her because no, I, I agree can't. with her now. Now, it's a different day and age, right? Mm-hmm. Hold on, I gotta get Wendy on the phone. Keep going, go ahead. okay? So, it's a different day and age, right? Mm-hmm. And when I look at millennials and have conversations with all of these people, they're more fluid. And I'm not even talking about with their sexuality. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm talking about with just being able to, in, in my day, back in the 90s, we were looked down upon for just Casual embracing yeah. our own sensuality, mm-hmm. right? On a parenting tip, you know, how I came up, I seen my uncle or my cousin, they go away and they had kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I see what that looks like when they come back home and how they try to reintegrate into the family structure. What was it like for you when you came home, you know, having a son that was that old? And I know you have other children as well. Like, what is that feeling and how do you get back into that family, I guess, routine? Was it hard? What was that experience um, like? Well, I, I only have one, besides my daughter, I only have one biological. I only okay, have yeah, son. the other's paps. Okay, I'm sorry. When, yeah. My other children, my stepchildren. Um, but with my son, I was all he knew. He lived with me. I was a single mom. He lived with me his whole life. He was with me. And when I went away, he kind of got bounced around a lot because I, I, I felt bad. So whatever he told me he wanted to do, I let him do it. I want to go live with my dad now. All right. He go live with his dad for about a school year. That mm. didn't work. I don't want to be here no more. I want to go back to grandma's house. All right. He go live with my grandmother. I don't want to be here. I want to go. I want to stay with Pat. So trying to parent but be sensitive to his, because he was going through something. Mm-hmm. His mom was in prison. Mm-hmm. The only person that he knew was gone. And it, it fucked everything up. You know, prison, it doesn't just affect the person that they send to jail. Yeah. It affects anybody that they take care of. It affects anybody that they love and that love them. And um, when I left, he was a seven-year-old boy. He was a kid. And when I came home, he was a teenager. Two different people. Mm-hmm. Two different people. And I wasn't the same mom, and he wasn't the same son. And we clashed constantly, mm-hmm. constantly, because he, he had resentment. He, whenever he get mad, you left me. Mm. This is why this is like that. This is your fault. I hate you. I don't want to live here. I want to go live with grandma. Like that's hurtful. Yeah, when it's really hurtful. You are. Mm in a 
six by six cell for seven years, and all you want to do is get home to your kid. Mm-hmm. You come home to your kid is like, but he don't understand. I don't want to be here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not talking bad about Big Kev. I would never do that. But when he punched his dad, did you feel like you raised a good boy who defended his mom? Because I didn't have that relationship with my mom. Yes. Like that, that's my boy. No, 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 sweet. It's no and no bitter. Just yes. But you know what? I love Kev. Also, big, not in that way, not anymore. But I want to get a divorce so that we can be friends. So we can be friends. You know, right now it's just. But why'd you choose to handle it with so much class? I mean, you're allowed to be angry because I'm a classy woman underneath this yellow poof. I love it. And mm. these stupid sunglasses and this cool. dumb wig and the hot sauce sandwich with tomato soup and sour patch for dessert. And an iPhone. And an, Oh, new a brand iPhone. new iPhone. Okay. But I'm a classy woman. Mm. I went to charm school. You know I know how to walk and balance a book on my head. Really? Etiquette school, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to see yep. that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I try to look at everything objectively. I'm 42. My last partner right now, he's 27. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely an age difference. Mm-hmm. You a, what? 42. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. No, 42. zoomed Kick in on you. the door open and caught me, Susie. God damn it. Trust me. Ask anybody I date. These knees ain't what they used to be. Oh. So I'm 42. Oh, I've dated yeah. younger. My, my Why is this? I, I try to look at everything objectively. I don't see it like if you were to date. I've told you, you need to be dating Drake or whatever. If you date younger or ASAP. I, all of the guys I'm dating are younger. Right. All I don't the under, guys I'm dating are younger. I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't understand. I've never got that concept. I don't understand why that's a big deal. What? That, that the age gap? Yeah. What's the, were you surprised by the question? I, um, you know, I always tell Nico this. I didn't even know what age Nico was because of his intelligence. Mm-hmm. I just, I like, even if you ask him, I was kind of like spilling all my beans to him when we met. I mean, he was just like my therapist. I should pay him for the first couple of months that we were talking <laughs> because I feel like, you know, he would just like go to sleep with me on the phone and just be so supportive. I just didn't, you know, understand it. And I still don't get how mature he is. And um, I think that even in regards to myself, I think he's a little more mature than me, which is really weird mm-hmm. because he's so much younger than I am, 14 years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But do you think there's a double standard to women dating younger uh, than men yeah. dating younger? I just feel like it depends, you know, on the person because, you know, like R. Kelly's like. No. Well, his age ain't nothing but <laughs> no, a number yeah, was no, like just, 30 yeah. and 15. So that's a different situation. The double standard is that women get judged for dating younger and men can do it all day long. A 70 year old. I mean, Trump, Trump, uh, Trump and his wife. Hugh Hefner. His, yeah. his, he was 80, 90. His girls were regularly 21 and no one batted an eyelash. But let us date somebody five years younger. You cradle robber. It's just like, slow the fuck down. Who's yeah. saying this stuff, though? And I ain't a cool girl. You say people. Who, who's saying this stuff? Hi. Have you ever heard but of is it women? Media? Is it men? Like, what? what, what, what <laughs> usually, I'm going to let them finish Usually it's men. I caught it. I caught it. She said she's not a cool girl. I'm not. What she's is, not a cougar. No, not. What, no, a cougar, you would have to be like twice your age where you are no, now. It's like right? a cougar starts around 46, 40 towards but 50. See, I f- told you, babe, I'm not a cougar. He actually <laughs> he he had a like a cougar. He thought he had a cougar. She might be entering Puma territory. No, she's not. <laughs> a Puma. <laughs> I've, I've been a Puma for a while. <laughs> I'm a Puma, babe. A Puma. <laughs> 
<laughs> wait. Wait. I like that one. Wait, did he, 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 he didn't call you a cougar. He called me a puma. I'm a puma. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be some stuff come out uh, probably next year when you can be like, dang, Tiffany was out here on a whole mission. Yes, I was. <laughs> yes, I was. I was getting up and collecting. Does it have anything to do with that call you just got? Um, with this call right here? No, nah, this ain't going to happen, man. That's going to be the homeboy. My, my sisters messed that up for me last night. My black sisters was trying to secure the man for me, and they, they scared the hell out of him. What's funny, the fourth candle she lit last uh-huh. night was for any man that wanted to be in her life. So I was sitting there with my gas, uh-huh. like, okay, you know, if I had a girl, this would be her, her yeah. and Rihanna. Uh-huh. So I, I try I try to go to, but then Shantae Wayans was up there. <laughs> Uh, every man, gay man, lesbian, and man was up there trying to get you last <laughs> yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. My cousins pulled him up to the stage, and like they okay, were trying to get Common to come up to the stage. Who's him? Well, you know who I got a crush on. Well, I had a crush on. I the don't. crush is dead now because my sister's killed it. You think so? Uh, man. Was he there last night? Yeah, he was there. Was last that night. the tall, light-skinned guy? That was number 27 oh, from the New York Yankees, John me, Carlos me. Stanton. And I, <laughs> I've been trying to meet him for over a year. I've been trying to meet him. And like no, we talk on Instagram. You've been taking your time. No, 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 no I have not been, been stalking been him. Stalk- I have been Tiffany. putting it out there. John Mayer told me what I needed to do to draw Wait, him in. What was that? Can you please tell the story what John Mayer told you to do? <laughs> John Mayer. This Light a, a candle. Now, now, everybody needs a friend that tells them to do some shit like this. Okay. Please tell the people. John Mayer says, since you, if, if you got a crush on somebody that's a celebrity in the eye of the public, what you do is the next time you have an interview, say, oh, this is this is somebody I'm interested in seeing, or this is someone mm-hmm. that I'm dating. Just just flat out lie and say you're dating. <laughs> I'm with <laughs> them already. So, what the, he said, what the media going to do is they're going to post it, your picture next to his picture, right? And then he's going to see that. And then in the back of his subconscious, he's going to be like, well, she kind of hot. Yeah. She, <laughs> she attractive. I mean, she got stuff going for herself. Oh, that's brave, maybe I could, though. Maybe that's I really jumping out there. Maybe I could date her, right? Would you do that? Because that's brave. Oh, I did it. Oh, okay. no, she did it. She did it. Okay. No, so this, is that how he showed up at wait, the, the bar mitzvah? We were all, this, I'm so fucking mad I get this close to an exclusive thing, and I don't get it because me and Charlemagne were sitting there like who is this tall light-skinned nigga everybody keep walking up to and here you done stalked the man into your relationship <laughs> stalked him into my into my womanhood that's what I did I mean I didn't stalk him I manifested him that's what every woman Amen. was coming girl you manifested him he's here at the party you manifested him you got superpowers yes black excellence so me and her so me and her and Wendy have a FaceTime call Wendy Williams have a FaceTime call and she's like we gonna hang out I'm like yeah we gonna go to the strip club we gonna do this she's like She's like, no, we gonna go to the uh, the uh, Yankee, the Yankee game. game. She's like, what? She was like, that's where the niggas at. <laughs> I mean, if, if you if you gonna look for a man, I say look for one with a contract. But, Tell but then when she ended up taking us to a Broadway play, and yeah. Wendy, that was a funny. That was a funny. Experience. <laughs> that was a very fun experience. <laughs> See what I like to do when I go out uh, before I go with the ratchetness. I like to start out with a little class. No mellow. Yeah, I like to start out a little class. We'll go to a play, maybe mm-hmm. go to a museum or something like that. Go to an auction, something class. And then we go to the full ratchet. <laughs> then we go to the strip club or we go dancing or we go, you know, we. Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> There's a picture of you online in some gray sweatpants and everybody's like, oh my God, this anaconda. Like, they, 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 they I, this is your friend talking. I don't care. But for the millions of people that follow us and watch this shitty show who are like, Jason, you gotta ask him about this um, gray sweatpants. Was that just like, a thing that just happened that day or I, was I don't even know bro like 
I don't know. Do you want to bring up the picture, Jason? Do you have it? Well, we'll Reddit? put it on the screen. It's, okay. I mean, the yeah. women watching this, all the women are sitting at home. So, with what do you have to say about it, bro? Well, they were, they, I, I can't ask you the question. They just want to ask, like, Melissa, is, you ask okay, this. Okay, yeah. okay, like, okay tell me, what do women want to know about it? Or well, ask me. Okay, so I have this meme about gray sweatpants, you know? Okay. So, it's a guy wearing gray sweatpants and his girlfriend. So, says, you like guys with good sweatpants? Well, the, the meme. No, I'm asking you. Uh, y- yeah. Oh. No, she likes guys with really large penises. She's said that <sighs> on the no, show. No, 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 no. But the, you know, I just said that you know, my show. daughter, yeah. she may be watching this interview. Okay. Okay. okay so. Okay. So, so well, uh, you tell me, you like guy. <laughs> so guy the so, well, the meme says, you know, oh, where oh. are you going dressed like a slut? You know. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, what sorry. girl doesn't like gray sweatpants? <laughs> Melissa, ask so the you question. You're a journalist. Do your job. Okay. Please. I'm trying to. I'm trying to word it so that a so nine year old will not get offended. She is not watching. She is in school. She's become as smart as her father. She is not worried about okay, this show. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Is, is, Melissa, ask him. Every a, single woman is wondering. Like, <laughs> was it? Is it just? Just go straight for the kill. <laughs> is it? Let, let is it? A, is it actually? Shit, no, Jason. Ask the question. <laughs> let let, let her do her job, bro. Thank you, thank you, Serge. Do your job. Yeah, did, go ahead. Ask, ask the way you want, okay? But don't, 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 don't. Did you have a banana me. in your pocket, or is that just is that just the way that it is? Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I could come up with. I'm you sorry. know what? Because um, every woman's thinking, "Are you hungry? How hungry are you?" <laughs> hungry I am, Melissa. Well, you know, uh, I don't know. Uh, you know why? It's what it is like. I don't know. I don't know what to say. You know, I, I'm no, I don't really know what to say because I feel like even if you have something, you don't, you cannot say like I have this, right? So, right. If you why? have, if you why have, have the, to say that, if you have the magical, Just, unicorn, you tell me why I have to say. It. I have no idea because I don't have one. But, I, you're, but you're blushing, and you typically don't blush. I am not blushing. You're She's absolutely. This blushing. is this is rouge. You ain't that had I it on the applied. last show, but okay. <laughs> So speaking of uh, being very private, you know, this is just uh, the one pop culture moment. You know, I say to Serge, I said, Serge, you got to come on the show. He goes, oh, you're going to be messy. I said, I promise you won't be messy because I really like Serge Ibaka. He's a great guy. Yeah, he does. But when I show up to work, I have to ask questions that the fans want or else they talk shit to me, you know? Why are you, th- you going to talk shit to you? Why? Well, I mean, we were kind of waiting a little long that I thought you were going to stand this up and leaving us waiting like you did Carrie Hilson. But <clears throat> most people are going to want to know because it's been so long that this relationship has ended. But still, but you there's just no say, closure. You just say it's been so long. Why Why am I going to be here talking about something? I don't so know long. why and people want to know. Especially, she may have someone already in her, in her life. Why am I going to be here talking about it? It's like you, Melissa, why? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something. I'm going to ask you questions. Oh, Christ. So, no, no, it's not. Okay, like, go ahead. Like, is let's, say, let's say like. We learned are, deflection from Wendy Williams. No, no, no. Come back to that question. So, you, so let's talk about your body. So do you, have mm-hmm. you, you recently had some work done. You had to. Did I? Yeah, come on. We just put it out there. Let's rip the bandage off and just say I had X, Y, Z or just say I don't want to talk about it. Who said that? I mean, I don't know. The streets are talking. I'm out here. What's the streets saying? I mean, this, listen, the streets said that you had a little work done recently. But I want to know the streets say a lot I of can't, things. I can't reveal the streets or the streets stop talking to me. Okay, well, you reveal it and I reveal my secrets. Okay, so let me ask you. Have you had your, her, your breasts done? What you think? They look great. They look like. I mean, I haven't seen breasts in a long time being beneath the shirt, but they look amazing. <laughs> they look they look too perfect, huh? No, you well you look you look close to perfect. I do. If perfect had a definition, your picture would be right next to it. Is that right? I think so. I'm I'm your type. She's good at deflecting. She's excellent. I need a four-figure nigga, but back to your breasts. <laughs> a four-figure nigga. You got a thing for breasts? Are you open about are you open about having work done or are you or is that a private thing for you? 
I know a lot of women who've had a lot of work done. And I feel like that's a personal decision. I feel like it's only a problem if you're doing it for the world or if you're doing it for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm, a, I'm an advocate of women feeling good about themselves. Yeah, and it's their cho- their body, their choice. Their body, their choice. You said it right there. So if it... Sweetie, <laughs> <laughs> so you better stop fucking with me today. <laughs> excuse my, my, my sick voice. So is the answer no? I thought I answered your question. Did you? Did I? You said it was a personal answer. funny. Person. Go ahead, girl. He <laughs> over here just talking to a whole bunch of pish posh apple socks. I was going to say, so that if rhymes. it if it is a, you know, a, you know, a woman's choice to mm-hmm. have surgery or not, mm-hmm. why does she have to own up to it? You know, why does she have to answer the question? Because like, people are nosy. You know what I'm saying? Like, wh- what is what is it about society that's like, you have to tell us. You have to tell us. Even, even for my women with, you know, natural bodies, shout out to them because, you know, they do exist. Like, a woman can't have a great body shape because I know women who have 100% real body shape who deal with people coming at them talking about, you had this done, mm-hmm. you had that done. My homegirl got big old boobs, mm-hmm. big old boobs. And people are always talking about, she got her boobs done. And people are pulling me aside. Okay, girl, just let me know. Like, I love her boobs. Like, who's her doctor? And I'm like, those is real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just people. People be nosy. Yeah. But That's I thought. You, but I thought you've always been cute. So it's not a matter of whether or not you're cuter now or cuter then, or mm-hmm. whether it's right or wrong. I well, just, you know what, money make you cute. But th- listen, once I get the once I get <laughs> I know the, that's right because I was looking at some of my pictures and I'm just like, once I get child. the big, once I get the big check. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about the movie um, Notorious B.I.G. So. Your story played a huge role in that. Did you have a lot of interaction with the, you know, with the produ- executive producers and just the script writing, et cetera, et cetera? Did they involve you in that process? Or did you watch it like, okay, wow, I didn't know that happened and I didn't know that happened, I didn't know that happened. Like, how involved were you in that? Well, People think, always want to know I, that. I, I, I'm going to touch on this briefly because I think everybody already knows my answer to this, but I hated everything about that movie. I hated it, wasn't involved in it. I actually had to get my lawyers involved, in which I ended up getting a check from it. Mm -hmm. And that was the only reason why, just whatever. But um, it was greenlit. It was shot without my permission. Everybody knows this already. But how do you about it. how do you greenlight something that right. represents right. somebody that's alive? Yeah, right. somebody's live likelihood. Right. How do you not? How do you even pick someone? Because I'm sorry, no, no, I wasn't. No, I wasn't, wasn't that she, wasn't. She wasn't. No, I was not okay with that. No, everybody was not, wasn't okay with that. No, but some people were like, "Well, I don't." I'm like, She's I'm a great not. actress, but there's no, there's no likeness. There's no, well, no. She would no, but, I think, but, I, but again, if the person is iconic and you know to the culture and important to us and it's still here, you can pick up the phone and call them. And if they say no, yeah. it's no, yeah, mm-hmm. I would have never picked her ever, ever, ever. She has nothing in common with me, nothing like we have nothing in common. No, seriously, yeah. I've said it already, so I'm not gonna sit here and like act like I didn't say these things or whatever, but. I've said it. I, she's nothing in common with me, mm. and I don't like the, the way she's been disrespectful about it because I wasn't even like basically blaming her, but she did like a whole documentary coming at me, and I'm like, what the heck is this? I said like, okay, boo, you they, you don't want this smoke because <laughs> at the end of the day, like I really could really go there, but I've been letting her because the thing her thing is she wanted me to just be okay with it, but if I'm not okay with you playing me in the role, either you're doing you're gonna do it because I'm not I can't tell you not to take a role and get your money right but don't say oh I love her and this that and the third when you were like well I don't care what she think I'm gonna still do this movie so basically you're doing it without my stamp of Mm -hmm. approval so you're doing it for a check Mm -hmm. or you're doing it to come up Mm -hmm. that's fine but don't make it seem like I'm you, you know 
I I'm saw- hating on you because I want you to. I don't listen. At the end of the day, all of that talk she did on the documentary, wow. I felt it was very disrespectful. So you're over at BET. Fifty's uh, coming over at BET. Are you guys? Where are you? Where does your relationship stand now? Because you guys, there are, is none. There's no friendship. There'll never be any, any and that's fine. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Like, but you don't think you'll get to a point of success where you both are in TV? We are at a point of success. I'm doing well. He's doing well. But we do not need to talk. We don't need. Like, what am I gonna say to this guy after all of the shit that we've been? I through? mean, <laughs> I, I mean, living in New York when it all could I ever to- invite him over to my crib? <laughs> not to your crib. <laughs> all right, but if I can't, like, I'll never trust him. Yeah, I'll never. Thing. And it, look, it's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Like mm-hmm. everyone needs to get over it and move on, and we could coexist. So, question for you, because I mean, I lived in New York when all of this stuff was was going down. Like the drama. Yeah, you're. So, what's your current relationship like with Ja? You guys are still me and Ja's like, till death. Till death. Okay. Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. So I'll be at his funeral before he dies. Before me, he'll be at mine. He just follows us on black. Instagram. Shout out to him. Tons. Tons. Ja's of- a great guy. Mm-hmm. Like if you know Ja. He's one of the best, coolest human beings, man. Mm-hmm. But he's trying to redo that music festival thing. Are you going to get on that? Yes. Yeah, so what? Yeah, no, what that's was, his thing. Mm-hmm. What was your right? thoughts about the whole Fry Festival situation? I I support Ja to the fullest. Right. And you, you weren't going to go to that festival. I was. Were you? Yeah, I was going to support and have him. What are you kidding me? Sandwiches the with shit. everybody. But listen, we didn't know it was it cheese looked, sandwiches no, it looked good and up fucking to it. FEMA tents, right. guys. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know that. The reason why all them rich white people went because it looked no. like holy listen, shit. What I love, let me tell you. Hold on, you been to Coachella? Listen. You got to fucking wear a mask. You been to Burning Man? It's like you're inhaling dust all day. Now here comes a festival on in the Bahamas, in the water. And every yeah. major want, supermodel. Uh, yeah. With the- Bella Hadid and Kendall Jenner? <laughs> Chanel Sign Yamada. me the fuck up. Are you kidding me? The promotions and everything was great. They just didn't execute it. I was surprised. To see the whole controversy with you and Nipsey because I know that you respected Nipsey. No, listen, that's that's really not. And that's what social media has done. It's really not controversy. Like um, Nipsey as a man, an individual, way from um, his business ventures, um, who he was as a father, as a husband. What he represented. I've never spoke on that because me and Nipsey never spent that type of time together. Mm-hmm. Right. When somebody asks me a, a simple question based upon a legend in music. Right, me being who I am, you understand where I come from. That word, that word, just like I've never seen a 15 year old die as an OG. You have to be around long enough to obtain that status. Mm-hmm. So when I speak on legend in music, I'm speaking on stats. You know what I'm saying? I personally felt like he had two, three greats on last time I checked, and it was one of my favorites. That should have went big. Mm-hmm. Why they didn't go big, I don't know what the mm-hmm. politics was. But um, uh, he dropped one album, not his mixtapes, for like six, seven years, right? Mm-hmm. So in order to be considered a legend in my book, where I come from, now, in, talking, in music, in music, we talking LL Cool J, we talking Ice Cube, Doctor Dre, you know, a body. We talking, uh, you know, and even like to Snoop. let's just let Snoop and let, we can let me tone it down. We talking, you know. Outcasts, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it's like you have to have those stats. It's a lot of people that have been around that don't have the stats. Mm-hmm. That have been around 2025. 20, One of my favorite rappers that doesn't have the stat, Cam, because mm. Cam was a Cam was a real political mm-hmm. rapper. And I told him 20 years ago, boy, if you don't tone that shit down, they're gonna block you out. Cam was too real for him. Mm-hmm. 
You know, he was really like, he was like, a, like the rapid Malcolm X. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, but Cam doesn't have the stats because politically they kind of, the labels kind of like blackballed him a little bit. So his sales wasn't there. But, you know, to me, I look at him as a legend differently in music. It's, it's levels to it. You got like E-40. Yeah. E-40. He, he, they say he's a Bay Area legend. Look, I was going to say, yeah. he's a Bay Area, but I, I got to give him a little more than that. West Coast mm -hmm. legend, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Then you get a guy like Game that comes after E-40 that has crossed, mm -hmm. right? Right? His legendary status as still being a living legend, 15 years in the game, 30, 40 million records sold. He's been on world tours 18, 19, 20 times. He didn't did all kind of things. It's, it's different. Then we go to Cube. Like, Game's not Cube. Legendary status, mm -hmm. right? So, and I think what we need to start factoring in, because like, I gave, I always play devil's advocate with myself. I think we should factor in underground legends. Mm -hmm. Big L. This dude never went mainstream, but mm -hmm. underground. You on Sebo. Do you remember Sebo? Yeah, I, I did all my prison time yeah. on Sebo. Yeah. Right? So, um, <clears throat> underground legends like Dub C. Dub C, one yeah. of my favorite mm -hmm. rappers. Mm -hmm. Right now, he may not have had the stats, but he was part of the cultural, our culture when he was kicking the door down for this West Coast, mm -hmm. and always part of big movements. You know what I mean? West Side Connection, him and Q. Right now, they still tour the world, mm -hmm. 100, 200 times, two hundred shows, two hour shows every time they get up there. So, what the world did, they took what Wax said and said, "Oh, he said Lil Nipsey's not a legend." No, we're talking music. I'm not talking nothing else. I think well, that's well, what Ju well, Juice World just died, and people online were saying he's a legend, and I'm like, I like I like Juice he World. Ain't been he around, he had great numbers, but, but he ain't been around long enough. But I feel like that's where you and Jason are similar to me. When people question your point of view, y'all double double down, you know. And I feel like it got people didn't really want to realize that you were just talking about music. It just looked like to them it's like you were just shitting on his legacy. They wanted me to be the sheep mm. and just follow what they say. Right, I was seventeen when I lost my brother, so I I, I can relate on that level. Like being a, a teenager, your brother was older than you or younger? He was older than me. Okay, yeah, my brother was older than me. He was he was twenty when he got killed. So he didn't even see twenty one yet, and uh, it it definitely was like a, a a life changer for me because when you're so used to someone in a household with you, mm -hmm. and my brother inspired me a lot. Like I think he's the reason why I'm probably even the way you are, the way I am. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, just. Probably liking girls, mm. playing. I'm the reason why he. I mean, he's the reason why I probably play football because mm -hmm. he was on a football team. Like I really looked up to my brother. It That's wasn't good. just like, oh, this is just my brother. Mm -hmm. uh, like that was my my other half, my everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? And to lose him, it put me in in like a lonely feeling. Like it was like losing basically your other half. So it had to like mentally, I had to prepare for moving on in life without this person that mm -hmm. I'm so used to next to me. Yeah. So now I'm just like, I got to take care of my family now. I got to mm. take care of my mother. I have a little sister, you know, too, uh, that, that came about. With, me and my brother was always like one, but my little sister came out later on in the years. So mm -hmm. she don't really understand the bond I had with my brother prior right. to that, you know. But now I have to take care of her and have her understand. She was young when he died, so she didn't really, she, she was like a baby. She yeah. didn't understand it or whatever the case. So, uh, I'm, I'm, But I, I'm happy that she don't. You yeah. know what I mean? Because the way I feel about how it affected me, I, that's the last thing I would want her to go through. It, it's a lifetime of torment. Yeah, you know I, mean, I mean, no matter how many years go by, I mean, you know, no the, matter. The, like the how the emptiness of the whole family, family when you lose yep. somebody, you know, yeah. the effect. How did you 
how did you find yourself? Because it took me a long time to really like gather yeah. life. I don't even think I ever. I don't. I don't know if you ever. Re- you don't ever recover. I don't All you do is just keep stay moving. busy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think you do. I mean, I lost my father when I was almost sixteen years old, and there was. Uh, there continues to be an empty void. Yeah, you know? there's no it, such thing. Anybody that ever say, you know, you survived. I, I overcome it. You survive. Yeah, you're surviving. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. all you can do. You're surviving. Mm-hmm. How did you keep his memory alive, though? Like, besides, because, you know, so, you know, when somebody dies tragically, you typically remember that for a long time, and right. then you forget the other stuff, or you don't put that in front of those thoughts. But, like, how do you think about him now? Like, how does he live through you now? Uh, just, man, like, it's 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 like it's like hard to like because you you you're not only dealing with the death of of him you're dealing with your mother mm-hmm. losing a child mm-hmm. you know what I mean so it's like so much more responsibility you know what I mean on 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 you definitely when you're the fight you know financially taking care of things uh you're looking at it like a, a, a just. Somebody that was just like a part of the family that was just like the one that tied everything together and then you lose that. So like music to me was like my only way of like trying to like just, I guess, express that and and, and let it be known. Like even with the Queens Foundation, just having people understand like losing a a, a brother or a sibling or anybody that's close to you like is like one of the the most hardest things you can deal with because it's not just losing someone you you just met or don't really know like this is somebody you grew up with Mm -hmm. from the time you know you was born you know what i mean so your life is shifted is no other it's not that way no more it's not the same no more so you're literally preparing for a whole new life, like every day is a, is a, is it's like living a whole new life to me. Like when that day happened, I literally changed in, uh, to a whole other person. So we just had Young Ma on the show, and we were actually having a conversation about independent. Mm-hmm. And I'm, you know, I'm not the hip hop guru. I mean, I know, I know some hip hop people, and we're on a hip hop station, yep. but I don't know the difference between like being really independent and not fake being independent. independent. Yeah. I guess there's like a fake independent. There's people that are yeah. fake independent. Yeah, well, I mean, there. So there was this thing for a long time, like called like uh where you would get a upstream deal so like you assign to like an indie label or you assign and they wouldn't announce it and you know the label would like push you to get a certain number of accomplish accomplishments done and then they uh you know announced that you would sign to their label and like some type of press release and they would make that like the you know the thing that would catapult you and i know a lot of people that did that but that's not necessarily like Fake independence. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that that's fake independence. I think like if you're if you're not signed to a recording deal, like I think that makes you independent. I think it's even more if you don't have like a publishing deal or a distribution deal and stuff like that. But I think the independence thing specifically comes from just the fact that you know we all have been making music. Like anybody that makes music, you you know, sang in a talent show or mm-hmm. you would sing in the shower or whatever you did, and then you become a recording artist once you signed a recording deal and what that recording deal does from those record labels is they take your masters you you sign them the rights to royalties to payments to you know to just do everything on your behalf and i feel like i just don't think that's a good idea (laughs) in 2019 (laughs) 2020 like this is that's archaic like they were doing that to people in the 50s and 60s and they still do it today even even harsher but yeah i think like but as a young person, you know, and young artist, when you're, you know, trying to achieve 
you know, that instant gratification of fame. Mm -hmm. How do you maintain that strength of self to say, no, my masters will belong to me. You know what I mean? You you want them to shop you. You want to be put on the larger stage. But how do you say, I will not compromise myself as an artist. I believe in myself. I'm keeping my masters. Sometimes the fast money look good, but when you have a vision and a really clear vision, it's not always a smart. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, you just don't need it anymore. Like when they first started recording labels, it was because people couldn't record by themselves. They Mm -hmm. couldn't just. They didn't just have studios at home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or marketing, or the or the internet. Like it's like pushing the music, recording the music, like making all those things happen are are doable and fame is the easiest thing to come upon in 2019. Like, mm-hmm. you could get famous off of an IG video. You could get mm-hmm. famous you off of... You could go to take a picture with Beyonce, and then people yeah. say you were chasing her through the Rock Nation brunch. <laughs> oh, it oh, I thought you were talking about me. because he has a moment with Beyonce, too. She was chasing him. Well, she didn't chase him. She popped in on him. That wasn't my video. It was a pleasant surprise. Anyway, I digress. But my thing is, who instilled that in you? Is that something you you? And you're only 26. Like... You're young and so smart, and I look at your oh, Instagram. You. you followed me. I'm like, he made a mistake. <laughs> like, he's so fucking perfect. Like, yeah. why? You know what I mean? I met your dad. I met your brother. Oh, thanks, man. How do you get that at that age? I I think mm. my parents, for one, definitely, like, been, just like anybody's parents, or I guess most people's parents, like, highly influential in my life. And then also, like, I feel like in the beginning, it was kind of just out of fear. Like, I remember my mom telling me before I would go on these trips to New York, I was 18, 19, like, trying to, like, you know, shop for a deal after I did the tour with Donald Glover. And uh, my mom was just telling me, don't sign anything, don't sign anything. Mm. I think that's just, like, it got to a point where I was like, all right, I can't sign nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, But, yeah, I, I think my, my parents for sure. And I'm young. I just lived a, a long-ass life. Like, I grew up fast as hell. We both have been to Sunday service. I've been there three times. Mm-hmm. He's been there once. Uh, she has not been there yet. She's, she's not a, going. She's a critic. I haven't been either. Um, so what do you think of Kanye West and the whole Jesus is King movement now? You know, I just feel like Kanye follows his muse. Like, this is where he is in his head right now. This is what he's interested in. And I feel like, as an artist, that's how he's always been. He follows... He's he's very truthful and very free about where he is at that moment, and he communicates that through his art, and that's what he's doing right now. I've said he's a visionary, and I said that he's a genius. I think sometimes people get conflicted between his music and his artistry and his ability to create a vision and manifest it into reality, mm-hmm. and his personal selections with you know his friends in the White House. Yeah, and, and you know a lot of us have disagreed with him being you know mm-hmm. uh, embracing Trump and embracing that whole movement. <laughs> And obviously, I've publicly done so, and mm. privately, and then he publicized it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I still feel the same way about that. Like, I, I strongly disagree with that whole movement, and I, I think it, it was a mistake for him to align himself with, with Trump. But I still think he's a great artist, and he continues to follow his muse. And, and I think we're better off with him being free as a creator to do whatever inspires him at that moment. And it's going to take us through journeys, you know, wherever he is in his life. That's what we're going to see in his work. Well, I think you're a good. I mean, I think good friends pick up the phone and call their friends and have real conversations. Yeah, so it's good to hear. So we you talked know. about it, and you know, y'all saw some of it, but yeah, uh, yeah. you know, that was the, that was the honest conversation. That's he, interesting because a lot of a lot of people's relationships did not last <laughs> with you know. When somebody was a Trump supporter and somebody was anti-Trump, their yeah. I mean, families fell apart. You know. Yeah, and you know, I think everybody's got to deal with their own family situation, their own friend situation yeah. in their own way, and you know, you handle it the way you handle it. 
But what I like about you, though, is you've been proven to that you can be positive and have a very successful career. I think it all mm. boils down to having real talent. I mean, because there's a lot. Of, I mean, I'm on the show called Love and Hip Hop, which, by the way, I told everybody there. I don't see any of you on Billboard, but you have a show <laughs> to do music. Um, but no, but how do you stay so positive in a world that's consumed with so much negativity? Well, I don't think it's always about positivity. I think it's about truth telling and being authentic. And and so some of the things I talk about are negative. Some of the things I talk about are pretty dark subjects. But I try to talk about a positive vision for how we fix it, how we change it, and um, and. But it's always honest, and it's always me being true to who I am and what I want the world to be. And I feel like people respect that in artists. Um, Nina Simone and you know Paul Robeson. Uh, Nina S- Simone said, "An artist's duty is to reflect the times that they mm-hmm. live in." And then Paul Robeson said <clears throat> that we're the gatekeepers of truth. And so I feel like that's part of what artists are supposed to do. And the artists I grew up loving were artists that did that. Now this is Hollywood Unlocked. 